This is the Morning Sports Desk for Friday, April 21st. And the 2-2 pitch. A swing and a line drive center field. That's going to land a base hit. And only one run will score. Now Kepler is stopped between second and third. He's going to be tagged out at third base. And that's how the game ends. I'm not sure why Kepler didn't come home to score. There are two outs. And he stopped as he was rounding third base. He was halfway to the plate. Stopped. Went back to third. The throw was cut off. Then it went to third, and he was tagged out to end the game. So not a great way to finish up the road trip, Corey, <laughs> uh, if you can out tell. Out with a whimper. Uh, with a, I uh, saw the, the Rocco Baldelli quote after it, and I don't remember the exact quote. But he basically said, like, yeah, he just kind of kept going and then stopped, and then I've never seen anything like that ever. Yeah, not exactly what you want to hear from your boss. Yeah, I don't know if he did. He, I think he just ignored a stop sign, or he just he ran through like nothing was going to happen. Yeah, he he rounded third like there wasn't going to be a throw, like he was just going to be able to jog into home, mm-hmm. and then he wasn't able to do that, and he quickly realized that he was kind of toast. Those are the sorts of things that if you have known anybody who's coached or managed a baseball team, if they don't have hair. That's the thing. Rocco doesn't have hair, so that's the thing. That's like the- whatever you want to misplay a ball in right field. It's hard. It's hard to rob home runs up against the wall. I get it. You're gonna strike out a little bit. Okay, whatever. Those are the things that are just. What are you doing, man? I mean, well, and you can make the case. And again, it's kind of like the robbing the home run thing. Like I'm not putting 100% fault on Kepler, but with that final play uh, on Monday night's game or Tuesday night's game in extra innings. Uh, it bounced off the wall, but at the same time, it's not like the wall is a Yankee Stadium where it's probably like seven feet tall or like six and a half feet tall. Right. It's like four feet tall. Right. Right. So like you can still kind of charge and try and make a play, and it looked like Kepler just kind of lazily jogged. Yeah. In that direction, and again, I'm not trying to, I'm not saying that that's 100 percent at fault. It's kind of a weird play. It's not your home sure. ballpark. There's some. There's some couple things. I'm not trying to pin all of it on there, but. Yeesh, a, doesn't make it not weird. A rough week for Max Kepler since coming off the injured list. By the way, Alex Kirilov down in AAA uh, hit a uh, go-ahead double in the third inning. So Way he, to go, guy. Alex Kirilov on his rehab assignment. He'll be down there for a little bit, but at the same time, if Kepler's not playing well, the easy... I mean, first of all, he's not hitting. He's got like a right. 167 batting average. Yeah. The, he's the leadoff hitter. Yeah. And... I mean, if Kirilov's ready to go at all, you can kick Joey Gallo to right field, and all of a sudden Max Kepler is not in the everyday lineup. Correct. And that's probably what the Twins are hoping on. But at the same time, man, what a fall from grace from Max Kepler. There probably wasn't a more popular twin after the 2019 season than Max Kepler. I will. Uh, this is. Uh, it seems like we're eulogizing him. <laughs> I kind uh, of am. I His will, career is toast. Man. I will look back on the Max Kepler era fondly. Yeah. I like him. I think he's. I think he was a really. I think he was a nice player, and I have room in my heart for those kinds of players over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not a good. We'll <laughs> always have that 2017 through 2020 stretch. Yeah, this is not a great uh, situation right now. Well, keep in mind the Twins were probably going to trade him in the off season, but the Twins thought they could get a major league reliever in return, and teams are like. Pfft. You're going to get a 19-year-old prospect and be happy with it. Right. And like the Twins did with Gio Urshela, and the Twins are like, well, we'll just hang on to Max Kepler then. 
And they kept talking about there's no shift, there's no this. And I said, Corey, going back into spring training, I don't think the shift is really good. The banning the shift is not going to help Max Kepler that much because of all the underlying factors of just he hasn't hit the ball very hard. He's hitting the ball into the dirt anyways. Like Mm -hmm. he's not hitting it very hard. Just all these kind of warning flags. And now it could just be a rough start. Maybe he catches fire, but uh, he definitely doesn't have... There's no long-term future in the Twins organization for Max Kepler at this point. So if he's struggling at all, and you have younger guys who could come up and play... Now the thing is, the Twins, whether with Matt Wallner, who was up for a week and didn't didn't get a hit at all, uh, got a couple walks, that's about it. If you look at Alex Kirilov, who could play first base, which kicks Gallo to right field... He's still not up yet, and Trevor Larnick is playing left field currently as well. So there's just not anybody really to force Max Kepler out, so he kind of gets the free reign here. And Royce Lewis is coming, yeah, and he's going to likely be an outfielder. He will, and you can easily stick him at the corner outfields. Exactly. And he won't be here till after the All-Star break. Now, we just spent like four minutes dumping all over Max Kepler. And maybe he deserves it, maybe he doesn't. But maybe the bigger storyline from that game yeah. yesterday was Kenta Maeda died. <laughs> well, his ankle. Oh, you're right, his ankle died, that's what it was. He uh, he had a comebacker to the mound that hit him in the ankle. Corey, how hot, uh, how hot was that ball coming off the bat? How hard? Uh, an exit velocity of 111 miles an hour. Remember when you yes- yesterday or two days ago were talking about that Trevor Larnack home run and that its exit velocity, and you're like, we called it a missile? Yeah. And it was 109 miles an hour. He hit the ball like 437 feet at 109 mile an hour exit velocity, which is how hard the ball comes off the bat, in case you're wondering. Uh, this guy, whoever hit it, I mean, the exit velocity off Kentamite's ankle was probably 86 miles an hour. <laughs> Ow. Now, they, the x-rays have come back negative, so that's a good sign. So yep. it'll probably just be really bruised for a while. Oh, yeah. He's doomed. He might, he might get a little 10-day IL trip. I would say so. And in which case, congratulations, Bailey Ober. Uh, he's probably Bailey Ober or Louis Varland. Congratulations to both of them. Getting, one of them's getting called up. Uh, maybe the most incredible thing out of all of that is he... Picked up the ball and got the out. He made. He like completed the play. I Kenta's like thirty four. He's probably like he's not twenty twenty Kenta Maeda, but man, I if there's a ball player I got respect for, it's Kenta Maeda. That oh yeah, dude, I love him. That dude's great. He's awesome. And but, what a huge bummer after after last season, not getting. You know what I mean? Like yeah. here he was. He's back. He was kind of. Feeling it a little bit, like all the starting pitchers have been so far. To have this happen is. Ah, baseball, man. It's just you just get unlucky sometimes. I know. Uh, well, the Twins lose two out of three in Boston. They're still in first place in the American League Central. They start a series against the woeful Washington Nationals. We'll see how many games the Twins get in this weekend, considering it's in Minneapolis and it's supposed to be like mid-40s all weekend long. And kind of like this, like what we're currently dealing with, yeah, right? Yeah, pretty much. So we'll see if they get any kind of baseball games in over the weekend. Uh, but since the Twins are just leaving Boston, Corey, there's one Boston story I want to touch on briefly, and okay. then we can get to the Wolves and Wild here. Uh, there's a Boston Marathon runner. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it's a 26.2-mile race. That would be a marathon? Yeah, yep. yeah. My father-in-law's ran it a couple di- a couple different times. It's he a- has, really? Yeah, yeah. He's a crazy person? Uh, I mean, in that regard, yeah. Is he listening right now? I mean, maybe. I Are you know. a crazy person? You're a marathon <laughs> runner? Uh, and so... <laughs> I think so- I've met him once. He didn't seem like a crazy person. (laughs) 
So, so the thing you about want me the, to keep, should I just keep leaning into this? <laughs> uh, so, so here's the thing. Uh-huh. You you have to run 26.2 miles in a row. That takes like hours. Yep. You might have to go to the bathroom. Yeah, if you're really good, it still takes two hours. Yeah, uh, and that's like <laughs> top 1% of the planet. Exactly. Uh, so you have to go to the bathroom at some point, and not every time there's a porta potty nearby. Uh, so this uh, Boston Marathon runner uh, decided just to go number two in somebody's yard. Nice. And was caught via doorbell cam. Oh, the stupid <laughs> ring cameras, man. <laughs> I am kind of morally opposed to those things anyway, but listen, if you can't... If you can't poop in somebody's front yard anymore, what are we even doing? Look, man, he's been running for six hours. He's been sweating. His legs are about to pass out. Yeah. Like, he just needs to relieve himself. There's yeah. no porta potty nearby. Just let him have this. Blame it on the dog later. Yeah. 26 point poo miles. Ah. We got any other puns that we can throw in there? Uh, that is, by the way, that poor runner. Do you think that runner wanted to do that? He's chafing in so many spots. It's not this a This is a this is a terrible situation all the way around. We can't just like we can't just let this one go. Can we just let this stuff go? Wasn't there a girl from Elk River who like dominated out there? Yeah. Yeah, she had the best time I think for an American. I think the best um, Yes, I think you're right. 5th place? Yeah. Maybe. Sounds, sounds about right. Of course, the Kenyans cleaned house, but listen, man. I mean, if you're gonna run at elevation your entire life, yeah, you can run in Boston just fine. So I saw, uh, I saw a thing. Uh, let's stick on this for a second. It's, it's um, in the animal kingdom. It's the thing that uh, that humans have over all other animals, and it's not overall speed, but it is distance. Humans can run forever and that's how they up a long long time ago that's how we used to hunt because these animals could run very fast but they would just run very fast as far away as they felt like they could until they were safe again but humans would just keep chasing them down they'd just keep running and just keep like the energizer bunny no just for, kept for going that's exactly what it was and then these animals would they would get you'd their hearts would like you would literally run these animals to death and you would chase them for miles and 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 miles. And I don't know if you know where like the human species kind of began. It's kind of where the Kenyans are from. Like that's that they there. It's just genetics, man. It's right there. My people were eating sausages. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't necessarily help. <laughs> Genetically speaking, I any, I learned that not that long ago. That's uh, humans aren't the fastest animal, but they can run farther than every other animal by, you know, roughly twenty six point two miles. It would seem. Yeah. Uh, so there's a little bit of a rivalry brewing between the wild and the stars. Yep. Obviously, with some chippy on ice performance, the Dallas Stars fans on Twitter yep. are dumping on Minnesota. They're like, "Imagine living in Minnesota." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I everyone's saw, like, uh, "You're starting goalies from Lakeville." Yeah, exactly. Your franchise is from Minnesota. <laughs> I know. What are you talking about? Anyway, uh, da- they're like, "Oh, Minnesotans can't read." It's like uh, Minnesota's like top in the country in literacy, yeah. and Texas is like bottom five. You're from Texas. You're gonna try to dunk on us from Texas. If they if Texas was getting this snowstorm right now, they'd be without power for a month. Right. But anyway, <laughs> wild 
The game goes to the XL Energy Center tonight. It's yes. 8.30. Tickets for that game are like averaging 150 bucks a ticket. Texas stinks. <laughs> Do you want to know how much uh, how many uh, how much money it is for a ticket at the Wolves game tonight? They're uh, on resale for like 17, 18 bucks. Yeah, that's literally it. <laughs> Nobody And everyone's like, "Come on, Wolves fans, where's your passion? Uh, has this team given you any reason to want to pay money to go see them?" Yeah. No. I have no. friends who are going on on Sunday. They're yeah. going to game 4 on Sunday. Sure. And every single one of them is like I mean, we just want to go to a playoff game. <laughs> right, like that's the... <laughs> we get to see Jokic play, which is cool. Let's go do that. That's whatever. Like, we get to see one of the best players on planet Earth. Let's go... Fu- That'll be fun, right? Make your best guesstimation. Uh, who wins tonight? Like, do the Wolves and Wild both win tonight? First game at home in the series? Do the Wild win? Wolves lose? Vice versa. Uh, This Wild Stars series is a rock fight. It's going to seven games, It feels like it's going to seven. Um, So, yeah, I think the Wild have a very good chance of of winning tonight. I think the Wolves are getting swept. Yeah, they're getting – there's, like, no life with them. Unless that third quarter was an indication that they figured something out the other night. Considering the fourth quarter that followed? I don't know, man. Probably not. I don't know. Rest in peace, Timberwolves. Rip. Wolves aren't back. They're not the ones, Jack. This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Friday, April 21st.